Hey everyone, this is Rob, Joe, and welcome to Watch the Throne Podcast, episode 140. 140. We're back after another long hiatus. <laughs> you know, we just gotta, you know, take care of some business life. called life. 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 life but we're back with you with the content. Mm-hmm. Content. Today yep. we're reviewing, uh, still for two weeks in a row, the number one movie in America, right. Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. the sequel to the much beloved, generally widely accepted as yeah, one of the yeah. better Spider-Man movies, Homecoming, and the official close of whatever phase phase four. four? I think it was phase four. Don't yeah. don't quote me on that, but it's the end of one of the phases, and uh, essentially put a capstone on just. I, I think it's fair to say a decade of dominance by Marvel. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. One thing about this movie is that. God, you know, watching – well, first off, the first couple minutes are really funny because it does that high school tribute for – like that really <laughs> cheesy, like Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Like that's what I love about Spider-Man, the humor yeah. and just seeing it through the view of high school. They're yeah. really funny. It's a really funny, just down-to-earth, just fun perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know what it made me realize, Joe? I'm not done grieving, yo. Yeah. I, I'm still like it's still painful for me, man. Yeah. I, I and I thought I was okay. I thought I had moved on, and then when I saw that beginning, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not done, man. I'm yeah. not ready yeah. to accept it. And actually, to be fair, you know, I I've been pondering to myself. I feel like the end game hangover slash mourning period kind of affected the way I viewed Spider-Man actually. Hmm, interesting. Like I, in all respects, I, for me, Spider-Man Far From Home is a solid movie. It I is. don't I don't think it's better than Homecoming. No, it's not. Um and certainly not better than Endgame and I oh, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think honestly I think a lot of a lot of it well, I should say the hangover and the mourning from Endgame made me not enjoy Far From Home as much as I thought I would. And that's not to say it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm still hurting, bro. Yeah, it's, I'm it was, still hurting. Yeah, it, it's tough to... It's unfair to judge it, but it, it it's is. just the way it is because it's come literally two and a half, three months on the heels of Endgame. It's just kind of unfair. I, I think if this had come out in Thanksgiving... I think I would have enjoyed it way more. They sh- I know. It's I know too they soon. Had to, it's too soon. I, I think that's what I've been trying to say. I, I agree. I think it because they had to put it right pretty close. Yeah, yeah. But usually if there are seasons or years when Marvel puts out three films, it's either early, there's a February release. Sure. There's sure. the May release, and then there's a, a, a fall release. Yeah. This year. Did we get Captain Marvel this y- year? Was yeah. that this year? That was, yeah, that yeah. was the first that, one, Because right? that was literally April. Right, so or we had, no. That was like February. Like February. February. Yeah, so February, we had February, yeah. May, and then July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now we have nothing else. Right, which is which was a that. pretty. Uh, it I mean, it was a pretty intense offering of Marvel movies this year, and I, and I really think we needed more time to really just absorb everything that happened. I, I, yeah, I thought it was fine because I was like, oh yeah, Spider-Man, I'm ready to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the intro hits and the memorial, I was like, ah, F, you know what? You know what? The God damn it, I'm not ready to let go, that, dude. For sure. I'm like Captain America after the snap, dude. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. move on. I'm not ready, dude. The one funny thing though was I forgot that Black Widow died. 
Yeah. Like, oh, oh, shoot. shit. That's right. Soul Stone. How dare you? Ghost in the Shell complex. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, big ups to ScarJo and Bro, the more controversy yep. today. Saying she, she saying she can, um, you know, just play anyone she wants, you know? Yep. It's art. It, it's art. You're right. It, we'll it's leave art. That, you know we'll what? leave that controversial topic. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play George Washington. You know what? I'm going to play George Washington. Uh, but anyway, man. moving on. So what did you think? Just overarching. What did you think of the movie? Did you like it? Not like it? What, what's your frame of reference here? I, I, you know, I don't think I necessarily felt the quote unquote hangover that you're you're yeah. facing. But yeah. in, in hindsight, after you mentioned it, I guess I it kind of did lead to some sort of a, not negative necessarily, but a less than, th- there is a hangover. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, yeah. but there is. And so I, I did it detract a little bit. I think, yes. Was I a little bit critical? Yes. Um, because of that fact, it, it, it was going to be a really, any movie that came after Endgame was going to be really hard. It's going to be judged harshly. Right. To be fair, I think this was the right one to do it because it is a light. It's light. It's light. It's a smaller story. It's really contained. There's no other superheroes. We know even from Homecoming, the way that they had planned it out, it was just him and Tony Stark that were in it. So it makes sense that this is the bookend. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I overall, I enjoyed it. Is it like you said, it's definitely not better than Homecoming. It falls in the middle of the pack for the what 23rd film now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It, it falls in the middle of the pack there and sure i haven't, I haven't rearranged my <laughs> list accordingly but it definitely falls in the middle of the pack yeah and so for me let's get let's get into the nitty-gritty about what we liked and we didn't like and for me one of my first things i, I noticed for me first of all i've been a huge fan of peter parker's best friend ned Love the dude. Love every scene he's in. And, uh, you know, this movie just cracked me up. I I love that it gave the other characters a chance to shine finally. Yeah. And I just loved how he became girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend with that girl in the span of one flight to Europe. That's right. (laughs) And they were holding it. And then by the end of the trip, they had already gone through the relationship. Like just classic high school stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just I loved it. And I got to tell you, I don't know if this is a knock against the film or if it's just the headspace that I'm at. I'm still working through my feelings. I'm still working through all of it. But I got to say, I enjoyed every part of the movie that wasn't about the action, actually. Mm. Like, I love the high school hijinks, the road tripping, meeting the characters, you know, skipping things. And like, I actually love that. I enjoyed it. I liked how when they got back to high school, there was an explanation about the blip yep. and the implication that's what they called it right yeah that's what they call it and the implication of disappearing for five years but growing older coming back and then being the same age like it's a weird logistical thing post endgame that it was a fun way to let people know the world is dealing with yet at the same time not get bogged down by the details and just yep. everyone's moving out in a fun way with the rival boyfriend and then of course the you know trying to drone kill the other dude on the school like I, I actually those are the parts of the movie I enjoyed the most so what does that say about the movie for me if I didn't really care much for like and don't get me wrong I love Jake Gyllenhaal yeah he's great he's a great actor love everything I do yeah everything he does I thought he did a great Mysterio mm-hmm. I thought he brought that really just crazy energy that really just fit that role really well. I thought he knocked it out of the park. Um, I thought 
the awkwardness of uh, Zendaya running after Peter at the end of it so they could kiss at the end was a little awkwardly done. Um, Their chemistry I actually really enjoyed. Because I think they both did a really good job. They're both 22, 23 I like the chemistry. I'm saying how they set up for them to meet at the end was a little awkward. Okay. Um... But I, I just uh, my favorite parts of the oh, movie. Oh, when she just runs. When she after, runs out uh, at the yeah, end after she say yeah yeah, yeah and she, there's yeah. no one else That's on the bridge and force. like he takes his mask off. Sure, sure. sure. Like I, I thought that was a little awkwardly done, but I got it like the chemistry, like the way they looked at each other, the way she looked when he like cut out of the opera show, like. Yep. I I loved everything. I could do a show just high school hijinks about Spider Man without the without the Spider Man part. True. Like I think just the like ca- an episodic. Yeah, like, I yeah. think the writing is so strong, the cast is so strong, and the chemistry is so strong that they could sustain a movie with very minimal actual Spider Man. Mm. So I I don't know what that means for me for the movie itself. Maybe that means it wasn't compelling enough for me. Hmm. I, my biggest problem. Sorry to jump in. Is that. As a fan of the comics, I know who Mysterio is. I know yeah. what he's about. Yeah. I knew there was going to be a turn, a prestige, Hugh Jackman, yes, Christian Bale know, turn. The only, did the, you know that? So, so the little that I did know about Mysterio, because I purposely didn't go into lore and just yeah. because I wanted to, But yeah. the one thing I did know is that Mysterio is a villain. Yeah, yeah. And so... And that's going, not a secret. That's yeah, not it's a not a secret. So yeah. going into the film, I was like... <laughs> Man, he's really a good dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, off the film. Yeah, they're like best friends. Yeah, and like you know, he's just being a mentor. <laughs> like, I was like, how is this gonna turn? Yeah, yeah. And then that the reveal happens, and it, it goes on that way. But the the reveal is is funny in a Jake Gyllenhaal type way. Like, only I could only see him pulling it off. But for me, it didn't hit me like Whoa. no, it didn't. Whoa, and I and I'm really curious, and I would love to hear from our listeners in the comments if if like. People who came in cold were like, oh, my God, this is a Kobayashi moment. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that appeared to be the impact. But I came into the movie knowing this guy's going to turn. This yeah. guy's a bad guy. There's yeah, no yeah, yeah. world where this guy doesn't turn and this whole thing is an illusion. Sure. I, I came in thinking like, oh, the monsters are illusions. I just don't know how he's doing it. Mm. Um, and so I guess maybe that is why I enjoyed the high school hijinks more than the actual action part of the movie okay and that's not to take it's not to take away from the movie i thought i thought the the execution is still top notch quality marvel sony just at the height of their game doing what they do i didn't see a problem with it i I just for me i i there was no huge surprise so i'd be very interested to hear if other people felt differently like that was a huge like oh my god Mm -hmm. this is great maybe that would have changed my perspective what what did you think so again knowing what i knew going into it i actually don't know what mysterio's powers are yeah just period i still don't (laughs) like comic book wise yeah yeah yeah. i know that he's an illusionist from the the movie after watching it but did i feel this huge impact of the reasoning behind why he did that? No. You know, when he gave a speech in the bar with all the friends. Yeah, and cheers. Was like, he was giving, as best as they could, they were giving one-liners as to re- the reasons behind their motivation. Yeah, yeah. Did that really strike me as, oh, I get why they're so upset? No, not at all. <laughs> I did like the callbacks to the prior movies. I did like that. When the technology. Showed, yeah, when, he's, when Jake Gyllenhaal's character, or <laughs> Quentin Beck's in the back, like, you're going to call it that? Yeah. I forget what. Something stupid. Yeah, whatever the holographic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the therapy module. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. So he called, and so 
it's nice. It's a nice nod to that, and I get it. And again, as well as they could, they did that the way that Marvel does it, handles it pretty well for the most part. Did it impact me in a way that really I, I really understood where these quote unquote bad guys were coming from? Yeah, not really. I wish I could have enjoyed it as a kid because I, I bet a thirteen year old coming into this was like, oh my god, that was insane. Yeah, like the illusions. With the, they don't know anything about yeah, it. No, yeah, I, I agree. I like, think that would have helped. The illusion lot. stuff was really well done when he goes into the warehouse and, mm-hmm. you know, he does all the illusions. The practicing. And then makes it look like Samuel Jackson killed him. Yeah. And yeah. that was an illusion of an illusion of an illusion. Right, like, right. I, That was cool. I yeah, mean, it was very cool. cool. I wasn't surprised by it, but it was still very cool. Um, the action was fine. Well, let's get to this. What, what 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 do you think were the weakest parts of the movie? Because I think there are a lot of positives. There are a lot of it's positives. It's a solid movie. I don't mean to knock it. And I hope no one is taking this as a knock. I just... I probably wasn't the target audience demo for this Yeah, movie. no, it, it's fun. It's lighthearted. There's a lot of... I don't like D.B. Smoove at all. But <laughs> as little as I like him, he... the and the and He was in it a perfect amount. Yes. Because I yes, was able to yes. handle his... Not funniness for the <laughs> most part. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought the film was fine. It was very lighthearted. It was also uh, we'll get to the ba- we'll get to the good parts. Yeah, let's get to some the- bad parts. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what we always generally complain about with these superhero films is the, is the villain is pretty weak. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I, there's no so at the end of the if you take if you strip everything away. You leave with a villain that really doesn't accomplish much while he's in the film. He accomplishes a ton at the end of the film sure. when he releases the information sure. about who Peter Parker yeah. is to the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge you know, foreshadowing of what's to come. Absolutely massive. But during the, the actual watching of the film, it, it's pretty weak. It, it, from my part. And yeah. I, again, unfortunately for me, it's a waste of talent because, like you said, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal, too. Jake Gyllenhaal, he, he did the best with what he was given. Right. But you're, I, th- I agree with you in that it's not cl- – like, was he trying to – because it was fundamentally clear he wasn't trying to replace the Avengers, right? Because he doesn't have powers. How long was he going like, to – Yeah, that's like how, how long he was he going to no put up – powers. How was he going to put up this facade? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So oh, was, the Avengers aren't coming. I won't, I'll be there. Like so was it – and eventually when the Avengers do come, they're going to find out he's nothing. So was it that he wanted fame? Like did he want it to be the new Google tech CEO of right, the company? Right. Like, I, I don't know how the end game for him yeah, would have played out. As we sit here, I still don't know what the ultimate end I, – I understand his motivations as for mm-hmm. his resentment against Tony mm-hmm. Stark. But it's not – Pepper Potts control Stark Industries. It's not like right. he was going to take over Stark Industries. What was the, what was the end game? They weren't going to get money. Well, they weren't robbing places, so no. I, you're right. Now that I think about it, I, I'm not really sure what the motivation right. was. But yeah, I, I other than getting control of uh, Tony Stark's sunglasses and whatever Edith or whatever the AI control drone system is here, he he would probably would have been better off just having Edith send him the Iron Man Mark 12 from space. You know what yeah, I mean? He probably yeah, would have done yeah. more, actually done real damage on that, become the new Iron Man. Here's one of my critiques uh, of the movie is, and I mentioned it back when we reviewed Spider-Man Homecoming, is that I, underst- I, I, I 
do not like Marvel's repeated attempts to turn Spider-Man into Iron Man. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that happened when when Happy was like, hey, go build your own suit. Yeah. And he started doing the thing very yeah, yeah, reminiscent yeah, 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 of yeah. Iron Man. And I understand people wanted the homage and people liked it and it was touching tribute to Iron Man. I just I, I think that betrays the character um, a little bit. And, and I just didn't I just don't like them pushing the Iron Man the mantle, the mantle, or the the Iron Man framework of a movie onto Spider Man. He's his own character. He yeah, has his own yeah. rich history. Yeah. He's a brilliant scientist. Although he's still a teenager, he's going to become very smart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need iron suits, you know. And I'm so I'm really glad in this movie he didn't keep the iron Spidey suit on yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, I, I like that and the the whole incognito black, Sp- yeah. you know, Spidey. That was one of my qualms about the movie. Was it named Monkey? The yeah, Spider Black, Monkey? Black, Black Monkey? monkey? I, no, it was <laughs> Spider Monkey. I don't know, but it was really funny because yeah, yeah. they started rolling with it. Uh, do you have any other critiques of the movie? Critiques? Uh, let me think real quickly. Uh, not off the top of my head. If I think of something, I'll definitely. All right. Well, let's talk about the ending. The explosive explosive ending because very much in the vein of Spider-Man Homecoming because I mean Spider-Man Homecoming ended in the end credits with uh, Aunt May finding out that he's Peter Parker yeah and all of a sudden she's very cool with it yeah probably because he saved the world he's an Avenger yes fought Thanos you can't really complain yeah but this was a pretty exciting it is unexpected well first we get the J. Jonah Jameson Turning into Infowars, Alex Alex Jones, right? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. I it thought it, I one I thought it was cool because I think he is the perfect J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they retooled him and retooled the Daily Bugle for modern times and made him into Infowars conspiracy theories, right wing conspiracy. Not mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great, a perfect fit, and I'm very interested to see what happens. What do you think of that ending? I liked it. I like that. Definitely, like I stated earlier, it's a huge... It's a game changer. Yeah, it's a game changer. We don't know what the heck's going to happen at this point. And I, I honestly don't know enough like comic book lore to know if Peter Parker's identity is ever fully released to the public. And if that does happen, what happens then? So I'll tell you in the comic. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, but frankly, the cinematic universe has so diverged from the sure. comics that this isn't really a spoiler because it would never happen in the comics. So mm-hmm. So Spider-Man does release his identity in Civil War, actually. Okay. Uh, during the Superhero Registration Act, and he takes off his mask at a press conference at the behest of, among other people, Tony Stark, and letting them know, "Hey, it's time we be up front with the public." And the world finds out, causes this huge uproar. J. Jonah Jameson pretty much has a heart attack and falls out of his chair. It's like, what the heck? And you know, <laughs> it's this great thing. But I, if I remember correctly, it gets retconned away because you can only do this and live like this for so long before it betrays the core ethos of the character where everyone knows this. I like a core part of Spider-Man is the struggle of keeping his identity secret and leaving the double life. So by essentially, I don't want to call jumping the shark, but essentially doing a fundamental shift, like making his identity public makes it difficult after a number of years to continue writing Spider-Man stories that stay true to the character. So they ended up retconning the whole thing using like Mephisto or Dr. Strange. Uh. And they make a deal where none of it happened and it becomes nothing. 
So obviously the movie is not going to treat it the same way because, I mean, how many more Spider-Man movies are we going to get? But at least for the next one, we understand that it is now a world where he is. And mm-hmm. one, it's never happened where he was a teenager because in Civil uh, War, he's, he's in a full adult. adult. Yeah, yeah, he's married. Yeah. I mean, he's old. Uh, so it'll be very interesting. So I, I actually no idea. No one can really predict what will mm-hmm. happen. Uh, but I suspect I, I don't even know who the villain will be. I mean, yeah. So it is very interesting. I thought it was a very cool twist and turn and a good way for uh, Mysterio to, to, I guess, get the last word in. Do you believe Mysterio's dead? I think he's. I think we've seen the last of him. It'll yeah. be very impressive. Honestly, it would be very impressive if they revive him to, to come again for another shot because they've never done that before. Marvel's never done that before. Um, the other part of the ending that I did appreciate and wanted to talk about a little bit was the fact that freaking uh nick fury and colby smolders were on vacation we're just about to get to that the second big reveal which which i'm still processing because it, it it's so vague that it has implications for many movies uh, my immediate thought was Captain Marvel 2 because obviously the scrolls well so for those who didn't stay for the end credit scene uh, Nick Fury and Kobe Smulders Maria Hill, Maria Hill. Uh, play yeah. an integral role in the movie and acting as liaisons for essentially the new shield yep and Spidey and it turns out at the end of the day they were scrolls they were shape-shifting scrolls <laughs> and specifically the scrolls from Captain Marvel yeah, Talos and Talos and the other person <laughs> Because Nick Fury is off-world on some star base. It looks like it's a base or they're floating uh, home. It looks like the freaking Death Star. Yeah, I, I don't know. What, it looks like they're wor- they're working with the Skrulls, um, you know, Marvel's new refugees, mm-hmm. and building something. And he's Nick Fury has been in space. I don't know for how long. I don't know what's going on. It would explain why he's not there for any of the Civil War yeah. Um, you know, the you know, past couple of movies here. I'm not sure yeah. the implication of what it means here. Um, but my first one, obviously, it, it's either setting up uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel 2, mm-hmm. or I was thinking Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in some way. It has something to do with space. So I, I can't imagine... I don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think it means? I, I don't know. It leaves... Uh the end credits for this movie are one of the better ones that they've done in recent memory because, you know, what they it have. It meant something. Yeah. They usually have one that means something and one that's just a joke. But this one, both of them were pretty significant. And set the framework for, for the, the future. For, for the phase next five. Phase. Yeah. yeah. For whatever yeah. phase you're going through. And that's going to be a whole groundbreaking scenario because at this point, we have nothing. <laughs> yeah. We have, remember back in like 14 or 15 when they announced the next few Inhumans was on that roster. Yeah. Yeah. Completely yep. past that 2018 time frame now and here we are. Yeah. And we don't know what's coming next, to be honest. We know that there's going to be another Spider-Man eventually. There's going to be another Black Panther, another Captain Marvel, another Guardians for sure. That's it. I, I can't But think. yeah. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. But w- what... Like, in what order? What movie are we seeing next year? Exactly. Like, who knows what's... We don't. I don't... As far as I know, they haven't announced any of that. And they haven't explained how they're going to integrate the X-Men and Fantastic Four universes mm-hmm. as well, and whether those 
will take up slots for other movies and how they're going to integrate it. Uh, it is interesting. I, I, I don't really know. It, it's intriguing, but they didn't give us enough for it to linger in my head. It, it was kind of a, well, F it. I don't know. We're not going to know for a week or so. We're not going to think about it anymore. Um, but it is interesting to see that they decided to. Uh, but I think the message about him being in space sends a message about where they want the next couple movies to go, mm-hmm. like more cosmic rather than uh, just hanging out on Earth. Because I think they've done all they could with uh, with their current slate of movies set in the Earth uh, framework here. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, Mysterio raises it. Obviously, he's lying through his teeth. Yep. But do you think there is some legitimacy or something to be said about his explanation about there being a multiverse in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, so that's the, really when I wanted to – when I saw the – Because it was interesting they went through such an explanation. I know. I really wanted it. I wanted to believe it. I wanted it. It was such a good way to introduce the multiverse. They just released – Spider-Man, the animated into the Spider-Verse on Netflix now. It would have been a perfect segue into it, and it was a little bit of a. It it was a little bit of a a, a, what do you call it? A a negative thing for me because I I really wanted it. Yeah, it was a red herring. I mean, ultimately, it's a nothing burger. Well, unless it was a Trojan horse to right incept it into our minds, knowing that for future it could for could. I mean, it's. Creators have found a multiverse explanation, very easy way to tie in other properties like sure. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Right, um, even like Star Trek, the new Star, Star Trek series. Exactly, it, which was essentially a parallel yep. multiverse explanation for why the, the reboots were mm-hmm. not getting rid of the original uh, Star Trek movies here. So that was actually very interesting. I mean, for a yeah. hot second, for a hot second, I was like, oh, maybe these monsters are from the multiverse and the Mysterio villain I know is not the same. So maybe they're going to do that. But ultimately, I was like, no, no, no. That's yeah. It's I, This is a Spider-Man movie. I don't think they're going to go that far um, with it here. So let's let's start giving our reviews here. What is your ultimate w- – one, what's your grade? And two, does it crack your – well, I think you said it hits this in the middle of the pack for you. Does it yeah. even crack your top ten? It does not crack – Crack, ugh, crack my <laughs> it definitely doesn't do that uh, so my sliding scale basically 0 to 9 or 1 yeah. to 9 uh, I, I land the set of solid 7 which is a good it's fun yeah it's good yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the issues that we talked about are that I, I thought one of the, the actual things that I did want to say that was really really good I really enjoyed Tom Holland's struggle with his identity and responsibility, responsibility. He did a really fine job of acting. Yo, I'm glad that. you brought that. He knocked it out of the park, yeah. man. For me, he is the, no disrespect to Tobey Maguire. Right. He, he is, is the one true Spider-Man. He is for sure. There is no other Spider-Man and no other recognized Spider-Man on this podcast other than yeah, Tom Holland. He, he's the best one that encapsulates what we know reading the comics, this character embodiment. Yeah, I agree. He gets it. Yep. He gets it more than any other person playing the role. Yep. And and it, even more so because I had recently watched Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Oh, Spider yeah, Man. you don't want to watch that. I just, you know, it just, it, it he, they fixed everything wrong and they just got it. That that was the most heartwarming thing is I guess we're spoiled now. We don't have to worry about them messing up the characters because <laughs> they get it. They Like they just, 
They understand. We don't have to worry. Tom Holland gets it. He's committed. He's all in. Mm-hmm. He's the last thing we have to worry about. So I, I, I certainly don't mean to take his gift for granted. Yeah. Even no, Zendaya sure, is great. Yeah, Ned great. is great. I, I love all those characters. Um, you know, you realize because of Tom Holland's age, he's what, 22 years old, 23. Conceivably, this could be his entire acting career. And yo, that's not a bad way to do if it. He, I mean, if I just, he makes fifteen Marvel films as Spider Man, he could be the new Robert Downey Jr. I mean, just it's, growing, like aging, yeah, through yeah. high school, like he can conceivably do this for the next fifteen years. And what's yeah, and what I'm what's interesting is I think I mentioned to you before, which I didn't know is there's some articles written saying that if Spider Man didn't make a billion dollars. Mm. Uh, the rights from Sony would go back to Marvel because up until this point, Sony and Marvel have been doing a joint, joint, product, joint which is product. why when I first saw the opening credits, I was like, "Oh, it's a Sony." Yeah. I was like, "I forgot Where's, Sony yeah, stuff." I was like, oh, what? "Where's the Marvel?" A- Amy Pascal is still <laughs> producing this, but you know what? Whatever they're doing, it's still working. Yeah, it, at yeah. box office as of now, global is eight eighty. They're going to make a billion. They're going to yeah, make a billion. Sure. It's going to stay, and they're going to keep doing what they do, and so. I I'm all for it. I'm happy for it. Grade wise, I don't think this is the strongest Spider-Man movie. I still stand by Homecoming as being just yep. an all-out just pinnacle and quintessential Spider-Man movie. I mean, like you said, Spider-Man Two: Tobey Maguire is still good. Yep. But I think for modern day, I think Homecoming is still the best. I give it a you know I go letter grades. I give it a B minus. Okay. Solid. But and, and and I I put an asterisk by it because again I don't know if it's just the headspace I'm at that is affecting me. So it could be a B. It could just be a solid yeah, B. Yeah, I mean but give it a give it a couple months. Yeah, give it when a couple it comes months. Out on Blu-ray. And yeah, maybe on second watch I'll, I'll enjoy it a little more. But I think I am still affected by Homecoming, mm. which is coming out on Blu-ray 4K August. I know. Good I can't it. wait to get it. We watched it twice in theater. I'm going to watch it again. I know, for sure. And if it comes out on streaming before it goes on Disney Plus, I'm going to watch it again on streaming. Like, I just, (laughs) I, that movie, man, that movie. It's very, very good. All right, guys, any parting words, Joe? Spider-Man Far From Home. No, I'm good. All right, guys, we want to thank you so much for all the likes, listens, subscribes, tell your friends. You can find us on the iTunes store, soon to be the Apple Apple Podcast. Podcast app. Uh, SoundCloud or Facebook or Instagram by searching for Watch the Throne Podcast or shoot us a line at WTTPod at gmail.com and we will be back talking Stranger Things Season 3. Thanks, guys. Bye.